everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Chase Elliott, who is currently on a European vacation with his friend Ryan Blaney. I guess they're going to the F1 race, and I've been seeing pictures. They're currently in Amsterdam, so it looks like they're having a great time. Also had a pretty good time, probably not as good as they're having right now, interviewing Chase Elliott for the 12 questions. So take a listen to this week's edition. All right, everybody, I'm here with Chase Elliott. And Chase, the first question is, how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Um, I feel like for for me at least, I feel like a lot of it's been probably from working at it or, um, or at least having uh, smart enough people around me to help me work through some of the different things that I've struggled with over the years. So uh, I would probably attest it more to the knowledge of the people around me and their expertise in racing or just dealing with people in general, um, you know, more so than, than anything, I feel like. So Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, and now Dale Jr. have all either retired or retiring next year. What's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? I, you know, I just want people to find their – I've had this question a few times, and I don't really know that there's a – there's a right or wrong answer, but um, in my opinion, you know, whatever people can find a genuine relationship with in a driver, you know, whatever that is, if, if, it's a, if it's a passion that they share with the driver or a thing they like about that driver, the driver's attitude, uh, the way they race, you know, whatever it is, um, as long as they can make that connection with them, you know, and it be genuine and not pull for somebody just because somebody told them to, um, then you know, whoever it is, whether it's me or somebody else, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. It's everybody's, you know, right and decision to, to pick their driver and, and pull for them. So if it's me, great. You know, if it's not, then not, I get it too. Okay. What is the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? I'd say just managing our time. You know, we, uh, granted, I don't think our, our time is quite as, uh, <clears throat> there's just so many ways you can, go about your week and, and different places we have to be. Uh, you know, for us, we have meetings on Tuesdays. So, you know, a lot of times your week can be very broke up from traveling on Sundays, getting home Sunday night, uh, you know, having Monday at home, Tuesday meeting day, Wednesday off, Thursday travel day. So uh, not a lot of consecutive days of, of in one place. So I think just managing the time you do have in different places to, um, you know, just try to make the most of that time you have off is pretty important. You know, as you know, we have a long schedule and I think, um, you know, not getting too uh, drowned in it, you know, throughout the entire year can be important to us. You know, for, for us, we do it every week. You know, it's not just a, a region that we live in and we can go to a couple races a year. Um, so we have to be very, you know, very mindful of, of our schedule and, and uh, you know, try to keep it, keep it equal, you know, throughout the year. So let's say a fan spots you eating dinner out in a nice restaurant. Should they approach you for an autograph or no? At an ice, well, I don't, that's a good question. I, I think, um, you know, for one thing, if you're eating, I would say definitely not. You know, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to come bother them while while they were eating dinner. Obviously, um, I think there's a right and wrong way to do that, and um, you know, it's definitely further appreciated when when someone will, you know, take some some extra time if they have the time uh, to wait, you know, till you're done eating to, you know, to at least wait till you're walking outside or, or whatever. Um, would, would certainly be appreciated. We, and we try to get, get to everyone we can. Um, obviously we can't get everybody all the time, but you know, when that does happen, I I think just, um, 
just be aware of, of the, you know, the conversation, you know, we're probably with friends or family or whatever. And, uh, that's time, uh, kind of away from the track and away from things. So I think any kind of, uh, you know, respect as far as waiting and, you know, hanging out will be appreciated. So it's not the autograph. You don't mind an autograph as long as like you're not shoveling food. Like if you get up to leave or something, you'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's not a problem at all. Um, but definitely, you know, just a respect of, of when you're eating or, you know, when you're spending time with the people you're with, um, you know, that, that, that's where, you know, sometimes it can be frustrating. Uh, what's the story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? I would say the, the, uh, playoff bonus points that have been going on throughout the year is kind of something that TV really didn't talk about a whole lot until I feel like about halfway through the season. Um, and to me, that is going to be what makes up the majority of our, our playoffs and the guys who have won stages, won races and racked up all these points. Um, I mean, we've got guys who have, I mean, in the high thirties of, of points and that'll just about carry them all the way to Homestead. You know I mean? When someone has a race advantage on you, uh, starting each round, that's huge. And I don't think that, um, you know, we, we've emphasized that enough, or at least I haven't seen it. Maybe somebody has, but, uh, that's a big, big, big story. And one that's, uh, you know, going to shape our, our playoffs. Who is the last driver you texted? Uh, Ryan Blaney. Talking about your trip? No, we, uh, well, yeah, a little bit about our trip. Um, so we, we were discussing that he and I, uh, were hanging out here last night. Uh, we were wondering what all the people were doing walking. Uh, we didn't realize the holler parade was going on um, last night. So we were wondering what was going on, and we got in this golf cart and rode around. Uh, we were really trying to find a group in the uh, campground that was playing cornhole. We wanted to go play cornhole. So we were trying to find a, a happening spot that was having a good time so we could uh, join in, but we didn't, we didn't find anybody because they were all down here watching the, watching the holler parade. That's great. Uh, do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? You know, I don't, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't really see us as that. Um, I think our personalities and the differences of opinions and personality might be entertaining, but I can't say that we're entertainers. So what is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? <laughs> um, man, I, I tell you when, uh, you know, when something really didn't go the way you thought it should go or, or somebody's not, uh, you know, not not racing you correctly or, or the way that you feel like you should be you should be raised, it can be frustrating. And I think that's probably where it comes from. Um, you know, my, my policy on it is probably better to to not in general um, to just do nothing. I feel like is probably the best thing that's probably going to frustrate people the most. Uh, you know, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be times where, where you feel like you have to do something. And, uh, those are just those frustrating days. So yeah, it's been done. Uh, some drivers keep a payback list in their minds for negative reasons. Do you also keep a payback list for positive reasons? Like if somebody cuts you a break or lets you in on the track? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, you know, there's been, racing is something that always comes full circle I feel like in in a lot of ways and uh, so yes absolutely there's times whether it's in a race uh, that day somebody helps you out early on the race and you have a chance to do the same for them uh, and it makes sense then then sure I think there does come a time in the race where 
uh, those brakes and the slack is probably you know a little more forgiving at the beginning of the day versus what you can do at the end. We all understand we have to race, um, you know, and it's hard to be, you know, as forgiving towards the end of the races just because you kind of you know, you're trying to fight for what you have. But you know, if you got a guy and and they're way better than you and it's early on in the race, you know, you're doing nothing but just holding both of you up. Um, and in a lot of a lot of ways, it seems it seems dumb to let a guy go. Um, but what could potentially happen is you're slowing him down. The guys behind you are also catching you. Uh, so instead of falling back in line and trying to make some lap time, you might just get freight train when the next group catches you. So it's, um, it's something that, you know, I think we're all kind of you know, cognizant of as, as the race goes on. So yes, I definitely pay attention to that. And, and, um, you know, I try to race guys how they race me. Who's the most famous person you've had dinner with? Man, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, something outside the racing uh, <clears throat> world. I can't think of really anybody uh, outside the racing world. I mean, you're uh, uh, other than other than drivers. Um, I can't say I've. Unfortunately, I'm not cool enough to have dinner apparently with entertainers or anything. So no, I I don't know of anybody. No Eric Church. No, no Eric Church. Uh, you know hung out and, and had dinner with um, a couple other uh, performers, I guess, uh, Chase Rice being one of them. He's a super cool guy and, and great entertainer. Um, but, uh, you know, aside from, from the country music world or, or racing, I don't I don't know. So I'm not sure on that one. All right. Well, you have a high ceiling for to improve on that. So. Right. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, what is something about yourself you'd like to improve? shoot a lot of things um you know i I think just uh you know as far as as far as the racing stuff goes i i think as time goes on you want to you want to try to you want to try to take that next step and and put yourself um in that next caliber of of group of drivers and you want to not so much you know stay in one place long enough where you get labeled as that um you know so for me i want to improve and improve uh results improve you know, our qualifying efforts and just really improve our entire weekend. You know, I think, um, I want to be, and I want our team to be someone that other people pay attention to. Um, I don't want to pay attention to them. I want them to pay attention to us and, and what we're doing and, uh, us to be a factor, uh, for them every single weekend. And, uh, that's probably the biggest thing I want to improve on. And I think there's, takes a lot of different things to make that particular thing happen. But, um, I think that's the ultimate goal. So I asked each driver to give me a question for the next guy. The last interview I did was with Brett Moffitt, and his question was, whiskey or beer? Uh, I was on a, a beer train for, for a little while, but I've, I've kind of re-swapped over to the whiskey, so I would say whiskey right now. And the next interview I'm doing is with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Do you have a question I can ask Ricky? Ricky Stenhouse. Um, um, is he part of the, the golf those guys i'm pretty sure he's in those golf guys tour yeah okay he's in the golf guys tour so i want to know um how his golf game is and uh if he plans on winning their championship or not okay good question well thanks for joining us all right thanks all right everybody so there you have it never more self-conscious about my voice than when i interview chase elliott and his booming bass echoes through the microphone in a very powerful way. I wish I had that kind of deep radio voice, but I don't. I don't. So anyway, let's uh, go into some patron shout outs for this week. 
I have a few patrons who have signed up recently and just want to give them thanks for being supportive of the podcast and the website and everything I do to get to races. I got some shout-outs for Shannon McMinimi, Brian Pearlberg, Jonna Henson, and Maria Shiro Evans. And some of those people were already patrons who gave me raises, so that was really nice as well. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast, it's a social spotlight with Brendan Gone, and then nothing this weekend, no podcast, because it is an off week for Cup, and I'm going to try and turn off my phone if I can. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do that, but I'm going to try to take a little social media break for a few days, recharge, because after this, uh, I think my, I only might be missing one race weekend for the rest of the season uh, as we head down the last 12 races here in 2017. So thanks as always for listening. I appreciate your time and I'll talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.